1: To Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2 19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. So we are talking to Andy Clapp today, and if you missed the episode we did, Last time, I'm going to just tell you the name of it real quick. I have it here somewhere. Uh, springtime for your soul, new beginnings and joy. That's the, really it's Andy's story. And you're going to love what he has to say there. But now I'm pretty excited because we are going to be talking about some new things. So here's my point. Uh, sorry, I got a little distracted there. I have so many papers on my desk. Andy, I gave your whole bio, or not all of it, but the parts I thought were most fun, in the last episode, and I really want to give you more time to talk. So I'm not going to go back and do the bio again, but I want you, if you're listening in, to please go find that and hear his story. You're, you'll really be amazed at how dear and how, how just how tenderly he shared so much great stuff and plenty of encouragement for women from this good pastor. Okay, Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you
2: so much. Okay.
1: Sometimes we need spring. We just need it. And I think COVID has made me crave it. And then I want to say, um, that's a bit of a paraphrase because your friend, Michelle Medlock uh, Adams, just our mutual friend just helps you write a book. And so here's what I want to say about all that. I've been reading your stuff. I've been enjoying talking to you, Andy, but I have to be honest. Sometimes, I just, I just tend to forget God is good. You know, my life gets bogged down and I start thinking something bad, like, um, he's holding back on me. Like my friend, I loved it when Paula Quinn said that when I interviewed her, like sometimes we all feel that way. Like, is God holding out on me? What's the deal here? Why hadn't he blessed me the way I think I should be blessed? So I want to talk a little bit about how we choose joy. Cause I think you're right. You've written so well on that. When it, how do we choose joy when it feels like life is su- suffocating us and we need some oxygen, we need some sunshine, we need to get outdoors and see new growth? Talk to me a little bit about that.
2: Well, a lot of it is just in what we see. Um, what what, are, what is it that we see the most in our lives? Do we see the obstacles or do we see the opportunities? Uh, it's easy for us to get bogged down when, you know, there's going to be a mountain of obstacles uh, in, in our lives. There's going to be, those inconvenient, uh, circumstances and situations. But when that happens, what do we see? You know, when, when my kids are, are acting up, sometimes I'm like, Oh, what in the world? But then I take a, I take a step back for a minute and say, you know what? God blessed me with three beautiful children. When, when life is, you know, when life is kind of just overwhelming, you know, and as a pastor, sometimes it can be a lot overwhelming. I I, I step back and go, you know what, God, thank you for choosing me, that, oh. that I get to promote your word, that I get to promote Jesus. My job is to talk about Jesus. So yeah, there's going to be bad days, but man, at the end of the day, I get to talk about Jesus all day long. That's an awesome day.
1: And you know what's interesting about that? That's every Christian. But, but okay, now, Uh, you and michelle built something into this latest book the name of the oh i have it written down here it's springtime tell me the name of your latest book
2: springtime for your spirit
1: there it is i knew i had it i have the cover of it here (laughs) oh there it is springtime for your spirit 90 devotions of hope joy and of new beginnings okay in that book, I noticed this as I was researching this episode, and, and I just I just can't get over this. It's so practical. I love this. In the book, you built every chapter has this plant the word, pray the word, work the word. I, I just want my listeners to hear how practical this is. Having written a book that has applications at the end of it, when I see really great ones, I'm like, wow, this is so awesome. So in one part, Michelle writes, no. Don't say call if there's like when a person is suffering, we're we're in an era when people are really suffering around us. Don't say call if there's anything I can do. She says, make a specific offer to plant for help. Could I go the grocery shopping for you? Would it be helpful if I stopped by and did some cleaning for you? So that's what she calls working the word. She starts with plant the word. Um, and she even quotes a verse there, but the applications were so insightful in this in this uh, excerpt I have. So when I read that, I was like, OK, I want to do a whole episode on that. What does it mean to plant the word, pray the word, work the word? Would you explain to my listening friends what that means?
2: Yeah, Michelle actually came up with that idea. And because we were talking about how we read devotionals sometimes and the information's great but what do you do with it?
0: And yeah. We
2: were, we were like, what are we going to do to, you know, to take this devotional to a different level? Yeah. Um, and so she came up, we came up with plant the word, which is a, a, a verse of scripture. Uh, and it kind of fulfills what Psalm one nineteen eleven said, I have stored your word in my heart that I might mm-hmm. not sin against you. Mm. So it's writing the word on your heart. Pray. The word is let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to move, you know, to to help us with the truth of what we've just read. Mm. But the, I think, to me, one of the most important ones is that work the word, because mm-hmm. it is an applicable truth. It is, we sat down with 90 different things and said, how do you put this into action?
0: Because wow. we need to
2: put the word into action. Because the Bible says, be doers of the word, not hearers only. But a and lot of times people are like, well, I don't know how to apply it.
1: That's so hard that that figuring out how. Okay, so my friend told me one time we'd been translating scripture. We were learning to to read Greek and understand it and diagnose, you know, all that stuff. And we're walking around the block one day and she says to me, Kathy, the hardest translation is from the from the Bible into my own life. (laughs) I thought, oh, oh. That is the hard part. It really is. Okay, I want to ask mm-hmm. you. I'm gonna. So we're on this subject. I want to. I don't want to miss a chance to ask you this. We've been talking a lot uh, about. Well, first of all, I'm not surprised Michelle Medlock Adams came up with anything that is involved with prayer. So if you're listening in and you haven't heard the interview she and I did together, please go find her interview. She tells her story. She shares so much of her personal experience with her own children and life. You will be touched by that sweet mother and grandmother. Okay. Then also, um, we, we've had so many uh, things lately that have to do with suffering and feeling discouraged and wanting to give up. It's like Satan is having a field day with Christians in our country right now. And you even shared a, a story from your past in the episode we did together called, uh, ah, I have the title of it here somewhere. Oh, Uh, springtime for your soul new beginnings and joy you talked about a suicide attempt and then i've had several other really dynamic joy-filled people come on this show and tell me how they got past the same kind of event in their life so there's a theme there so here's the question i don't want to get forget to ask you it's hard to do anything that requires discipline when you're exhausted okay For instance, I just spent two days with rotavirus after being with spring break with my grands, and I completely forgot how complicated parenting is, you know, so I spent the week with them, and then I came home, and there's all the vomit and the sleepless nights, and I didn't even have to deal with the children while Dave and I were recovering, so that is grueling. So here's my question for you. How can you stay spiritually upbeat when you feel really down, and you're, you know, nobody wants to fake joy? So how does that look? Andy, talk to me about that.
2: Situations give way to to the Savior, and so whatever it is we face, Mm -hmm. here's how I stay spiritually upbeat: is that I look at my situation and see that it's never bigger than my Savior, and that's where I can keep pushing forward in my life, Kathy. Because no matter what I face, again, it comes back, and everything's going to come back to Jesus, and it comes back to Jesus in what i face because if he is the source of my joy then my joy is not fleeting if my situation and my circumstance is the source of my joy it's going to be up and down but if jesus is truly the source of my joy it's not changing it remains intact even when situations and circumstances change wow that's amazing
1: yeah, I think I understand that at this point in my life, but it took me years to get there. That's a lot of years to have to to deal with anxiety and depression and all the things. Let's face it, most moms of small children deal with that every day. They they may not want to talk about it at church, but it's still true. It's hard work being mom. So we have about two minutes to the break, and, and I don't want to miss a chance to give everybody your information, Andy. Uh, So if you're listening in, thank you. Andy and I are so glad you're with us. I want you to stay with us. But if you want to find him, it's Andy Clapp, C-L-A-P-P dot org. And you can also find our dear mutual friend, Michelle Medlock Adams dot com. And of course, all the stuff we're talking about today, I'm going to put in a blog and also the podcast will be buried there. So you can easily click on that if you want to find it easily. And you can find that at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. Now, when we come back, we're, I'm going to put you on the spot, Andy, about forgiveness and how that plays into this whole idea of uh, having a new beginning. Sometimes we have to let go of the past, and it's not easy. So you're a preacher, you're a scholar, you're also kind of a down-to-earth guy that I feel like I can talk to. And I'm really going to press in and ask you the hard questions about this. So stay with us. This is truth with a Texas twang. And the reason we do this is because we really care about you. Both Andy and I couldn't wait to do this today because we knew we would get to tell you what hope there is out there and talk a little bit, bit about the Savior we love so much. So we hope you'll stay with us. Truth with a Texas Twang, and we're going to be right back.
0: We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More Truth with a Texas Twang when we return.
2: You all to see my blue eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate is the number on the door. In the next house over, it's a road.
1: Help me, TogiNet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in?
2: Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at TogiNet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find.
1: Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety.
2: Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com.
1: What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? (laughs) Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home. Where mom built her life. Call Home Instead
0: Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com
1: to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition.
0: We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and now, ponder in their hearts, where the truth bio, and Texas twang meet.
2: On and catfish, and good gumbo. I got fever
1: okay, welcome back. I'm just laughing because uh, I don't know about, my, probably most women face this, but I am an old Woman, I am a grandmother. I put on a bathing suit and believe me, I cover everything from my shoulders to my knees. But I always worry about losing weight in the spring for some reason. It's probably just habit. Anyway, um, so that's been on my mind lately anyway. And then I read this quote in your book, Andy, about forgiveness. And I thought my, my listening friends will really relate to this. And it is pretty... To me, it's kind of funny in a way because weight is always an issue for me. So I love the way you put this, and I can't wait to talk to you about forgiveness and what it means for us as we think about new beginnings. Okay, so here's the quote. This is from, by the way, this is from Springtime for Your Spirit, 90 Devotions of Hope, Joy, and New Beginnings, which is Andy and Michelle's new book. Okay, embrace the forgiveness of God. See yourself as forgiven so that you shed the weight of what you no longer bear and shine the beauty that speaks of God's eternal forgiveness. Is, is that superficial of me to, to relate so much to that one word in that sentence? Oh my gosh, Andy. Okay, so skip the part about losing weight. And I mean, I know all women can relate to that, but It's so interesting to me, Andy, that when you talk about joy, you circle back to forgiveness and unforgiveness. So I want to, I just got to ask you, when you deal with families as much as you do as a pastor and as a skilled communicator who really observes and takes note of what you want to write about, that's a process in itself. How do you see forgiving ourselves, freeing us to have joy in our families? Talk to me a little bit about that.
2: Well, a lot of times we we bear a weight of burden that we weren't designed to bear. And the thing is, is that the cross of Christ, you know, that's where we get our forgiveness, through the blood of Christ. And the Bible says that, you know, our sins are removed from us as far as the east is from the west. And recently I was preaching on an invitation of Jesus that came out of Matthew, and he said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I was telling him, I said, you know, the come to me is an invitation. He said, you can continue carrying that if you want to, or you can come to me and you can lay that down and you're going to find the rest that your soul needs. Mm. And a lot of times uh, when we when we neglect to forgive ourselves, we're saying that, Okay, well, God, you must be mistaken, or God, you didn't forgive this. Even though your word says you forgave it, you didn't forgive this. And we're holding on to something that, honestly, we were called to, to leave at the foot of the cross and leave it there. Lay it down, leave it there. A lot of times we see people who, when they struggle with unforgiveness, um, whether it be in within themselves um, or whether it be with other people, it truly does wear them down in life. And I think with forgiveness, the Lord's looking, you know, as we teach on forgiveness and, and look at things, uh, aspects of forgiveness, that's how the Lord starts a new beginning. When we mm. forgive other people, that relationship can take on a new, uh, new meaning and new purpose. When we forgive ourselves, then we can say, okay, God, you truly did what you said you would do. Now you can use me because I am free from that. Can I share a quick, interesting story about forgiveness
1: yeah please do
2: I walked around with I harbored bitterness um, mm. my 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 family fell apart when I was in high school and one of the people that was involved in that I harbored bitterness for it was 1991 92 that that happened until 2005 so I carried that bitterness around for about 15 or 13 years that unforgiveness and bitterness and I didn't want to live that way anymore. He had tainted every relationship. And I didn't want to live that way anymore. And so, Kathy, I was sitting there one night, and I had prayed. I was like, God, why can't anything just, I, I'm not happy, I'm miserable, I don't want to live like this.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: it, I just heard clearly, go. I got in my car, I drove an hour and a half to that person's house.
0: Mm-hmm. And all I said,
2: I said, I don't want you to say a word, but I forgive you. I oh, know what wow. happened, and I forgive you. Kathy, wow. I met my wife four weeks later. Wow. wow. Four weeks later, I met my wife, and we got married two and a half years later. Um, but four weeks later, my wife walked into my life after I had forgiven the the person that I harbored the most bitterness to. You want to talk about a new beginning? <laughs> to go wow. from failed relationship after failed relationship to this is the one that, you know, the Lord put in my life. And it really, I believe that would not have happened had I not been able to listen to God and go and forgive.
1: Wow. Andy, that's amazing. I mean, the timing yeah. on that, speaking, talking about a new season, a new beginning, new growth. I mean, that's so dear. You know, um it's interesting you mentioned bitterness. When I interviewed, um, uh, Uh, well, okay. I've gone blank. Um, Kristen, excuse me, Kristen Faith Evans on the show. She said bitterness was the spiral that led to her depression and then her suicide attempt. So bitterness is really scary when you think about it. And, and I didn't honestly know what bitterness was. I, of course I know sometimes you see people and you think, oh, that person's so bitter. But I, when I finally identified it in my own heart, I understood then that bitterness was a habit of anger and feeling gypped and feeling like I, I didn't get what God should have given me. Like, how entitled does that sound? But that's that's when I got to the core of it, that's what I was saying that God should have given me something dinner, different, and I'm bitter because He didn't. I'm angry. I'm in a habit of anger because he didn't. So I think bitterness is really powerful in a way that in subtle, like I couldn't even, I was struggling with it and I couldn't even define it. But um, what I think is also true is people that listen to this show hear this all the time. But in case that you're listening in for the first time, I always say this all condemnation of others all condemnation is rooted in self-condemnation so i think it's really important to add that gratitude is the antidote to bitterness but it it's inter- it's interesting that your story i love that story forgiveness is so powerful andy and what a courageous person you are to just stand up walk out the door and drive an hour and a half that's
2: amazing well that was i'm going to be honest with you that had to be an act of god uh, because I had carried that so long. It was kind of my identity. I mean, as bad as that sounds, Kathy. Yeah, no, when, I get when it. Get, when you get stuck into that long enough, that's kind of who you become. And that's how the Lord began a new beginning in my life was saying, okay, that's who you become, but that's not who I created you to be. And, he had to push me out of a comfort zone because I mean, it's bad. I mean, it sounds terrible, and I know that, but um, I I was comfortable in my strong dislike, borderline hatred, uh, unforgiveness of that individual.
1: Yeah, I have a dear friend who says uh, you're going to love this because you're so southern. He goes, uh, it, "It feels good to wallow in self p- pity," but he likes to say it like Waller. he It feels good to Waller <laughs> and self pity. <Penny. laughs> it does. It does. So that's
2: funny. Not how we, That was not how we were created to be. And when we do that, we're just getting further and further away from really having joy in our lives. I mean, we, we, we make ourselves miserable.
1: Well, if and you think and about that's not it, what the
2: like, Lord wants us to do.
1: If you think about it, like a, a hog Waller, it's, it's harder <laughs> to stay there. You, you know, it's hard to be full of self pity when you're laughing at yourself. So that's pretty funny. Um, uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't want to forget to say this and then I'm gonna turn it back over to you before we run out of time. In our other episode called Springtime for Your Soul, New Beginnings and Joy. Uh, Andy shared his personal story and some encouraging thoughts for staying sane when life is complicated as it always is for somebody who has as many communication skills and as God has just blessed you in so many ways that you have a far reaching ministry. So um, I want you to watch that episode and then uh, find their book. Ah, I'm going to pull it. I have to reach down off the floor where I have springtime for your spirit, 90 devotions of hope, joy, and new beginnings. You can find, you can find the book on Amazon. You can find Andy at Andy CLA and MedlockAdams.com is her, his co-author and our mutual friend. And we'd love to give a shout out to Michelle. Okay. Um, so one thing I liked is, uh, especially in your book, I, I shared how I love those three ideas. Plant the word, that is memorize and, and meditate on this scripture. Pray the word, that is go to God and be like a great negotiator and say, this is what I want, Lord. And just see what he does. I mean, he may say yes. And then work the word. So making yourself aware of what does it mean to apply God's word, not just translate it so my knowledge, I have knowledge, like a big stick I can beat up people with, but really work the word. In other words, translate it into my heart and soul uh, so that it becomes light in my life and forgiveness and grace and, and then becomes like a light for others. So I love the way y'all did that in your book. I love how specific you were with your ideas. And I promised to ask this, I, I didn't want to forget. What was your, oh, and you have two minutes, by the way. What was your favorite <laughs> idea in the book? As far as the life applications go, which one, I'm just dying to know, which one do you love the best?
2: All right, I think out of the ones I wrote, uh, the devotion Soil Ready for Seed, ah. uh, the application I, on that was Pray for the Heart to be Ready. Because a lot of times we're we're walking in a church and we're walking in, you know, or sitting down with a devotional and our minds are just running everywhere. And and I think it's important that we just take a minute and say, all right, Lord, prepare my heart to receive your word that it may take root in my life and spring forth and produce fruit that brings you glory. That was probably my favorite one out of mine, out of Michelle's. She had a lot of great ones. Uh, But one of them. She had, uh, there's two of them that really jumped out. One was in her her devotion, One Wrong Step and Splash. She said, praise God in the mishaps. Mm. And then in her Be Kind devotion, uh, she wrote, start a conversation with someone you've overlooked. Mm. And I thought, how powerful is that? There are those people that we see so often and, and, and never stop to have a conversation with them. Take a minute. Stop. Get to know them. They may need you that day. God may have put you in that very place on that very day to talk to that very person for a specific that's, purpose. That's a
1: perfect way to sum up the show. If you're listening in today, I hope you take Andy's good advice. And if you want more information, you can find it at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in edward.com, where I'll have a blog with this episode so you can share it with your friends, take it to church, start a new conversational adventure along the way. This is Truth with a Texas Twang. Thank you for being with us.
0: Thank you for joining us today where we speak Truth with a Texas Twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. I'm in.